Welcome back to the Cinema Cult Network. We are continuing our coverage of October Scarefest. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Anto. And this episode is Matt's pick. Matt picked Bride of Chucky. Matt what? thought <laughs> that this best re- represented his taste in movies. Is that correct? It's the best entry in the series. Yeah. That's what he said. But we didn't do Bride of Chucky. What did we do? We did Bride of Frankenstein, our oldest film we've ever tackled on the podcast. That's very true. This, uh, what year is this movie? 35. 19. Oh, within the 19th. In the future of 1935. That's how they say it in Europe. They say the two digits last. Oh, right. What year is it? Oh, it's 30. Uh, you know, people ask, hey, yeah. so what year is it? And like, yeah. 35, 19. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead. So, um, we already started off at the top of the podcast with how much it costs to make this movie. Yeah. So, this how costs much? $1 to make. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's Don't ask me. I already wrote Matt, it down. Matt knows with yeah, with, with inflation, it's $150 million. Without, <laughs> without inflation, how much did this cost back in 1935? This cost. Two hundred and fifty thousand. No, $60,000. Oh, man, you were really close. Do you, you said $260,000? No. What? 60, you said $60,000. 60, oh. Uh, final answer was three hundred ninety three. dollars <laughs> <laughs> It was so close. You were close the first one. You you were. Said, didn't you say you said, I said two hundred? I said $200,000. So it was yeah. $393,750. And with inflation, can you guess how much that would be today? No, what is that? That would be $1.8 million. Matt? That would be Whenever ten, you're ready. $10 million. $7 million. Okay. Ooh. So Wait, that, was that closer? I don't know. You, you, went, like, o- you went over. It doesn't matter. We went uh, over. So, <laughs> Sorry. Price of right rules. So what, how much do you think it made <laughs> in the theaters? Right rules. How much did it make in the theaters? Uh, inflation? No, regular. Um, it made four hundred thousand dollars. Okay, Matt. No, I would say that's stupid. Eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Uh, Matt, you were pretty close. It was two million. I was gonna say two point so, five million. It made two million. Yeah, two wow. million. So today's inflation would have been thirty-seven million. Nice. So wow. Okay. Was, yeah. So, so dude, I'm fascinated by box office numbers, man. I think it's yeah. so neat. Um, how? What do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? This has. You want to go, Matt? Because I'll get it probably... I'm going to say 76. It's got a 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, you do know this? You no, like, I don't. He did say it like he knew it, like yeah, he was no. telling you. <laughs> it's not a little, like, <laughs> if you go back I to, looked at your computer as soon as you said that. I was like... <laughs> no, this go, may be every every episode. <laughs> the highest rated film we've ever done on this podcast. Okay, so 99%. it's probably 96,000. 96,000%. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> your numbers are killing it. But for inflation... Yeah, inflation. <laughs> no, um, this is probably the highest movie we ever do because it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Wow, really? Um, but Matt will call BS on that because he doesn't think that's fair right yeah because this is like if uh that means there's no fault whatsoever with this movie yeah well no matt has a thing with it where like if back it's then a ti- it's a time frame thing like movies age better with time so at the time maybe like a have fine like wine a- yeah because like this is could be you know bright chucky could be a hundred percent yeah you wish <laughs> in a hundred years you know what i mean like yeah a hundred percent Matt, why don't you start us off? Why did you pick this movie? Uh, I picked this movie because I wanted to go. I'm a huge Universal Monster. Movie Refer fan. to the other uh, episode. Uh, was it Jason Liz where we talked about getting those VHS uh, box set? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We just talked about it. Like that's two episodes back. Yeah. Um, we've never. Okay, originally I was gonna pick Dawn of the Dead, and we and I told you guys that when we were like, yeah, let's do Dawn. We were fluctuating between day and dawn, right? Yeah, and I was like, man, let's just go old. Let's do the oldest movie we've ever done on the podcast. Um, and I feel like. As far as Universal monster movies go, this one's pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because I'll say, like, I'll, I'll say up front, I'm a huge fan of them, but I think like they're through other people's eyes. I can see where they could be boring. 
is like Dracula, the mummy, yeah. um, the original, like the, the, uh, the Frank, first Frankenstein movie. They're, they're just slower paced. They're very quiet. They're I've very actually sleepy. never seen any of the classic uh, horror movies, like no. the classic monster movies. So this makes me want to go back and watch them. I, I mean, I love them. I have like a special place in my heart for all of them. So I can like, but I'm just saying like looking at it, I'm not dissing them, but I'm saying looking at it through other people's yeah. eyes, I can see where those would be a little bit slower paced. Um, and I feel like Bride of Frankenstein has a great like tempo and beat to it. And uh, there's a lot of themes going on that aren't, too relevant in the other monster movies. And um, I feel like you can kind of break this one down a little bit more. And I want to talk about that more with themes with you guys as we get going with the show. Cool. So give us... I, I watched I watched both today, just like... So I, I also watched both. Follow along. Did give, you? Us, uh, give us like a recap of what happens to Frankenstein in seven words or less. Previously on Frankenstein. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In five words or less. What? No, give me okay, seven. Right. I'll try seven. Words. Do um, in the best slam poetry, uh, your recap of Frankenstein. Do Def Jam Frankenstein. Okay, so Monster Born, Rampages, Countryside, Dies in Fire. Oh. Seven, that's seven words. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay, yeah. No, right? um, that was literally like the plot of it is it's him being born, he rampages, he I, dies at the end. I was going to say monster born, monster dead, and, and. Oh, you got your five words and, in. And, and. Okay, so I understood the first one, but I was confused at the end. With the very like last 30 seconds, it cuts to, who's the guy oh, yeah, yeah. laying in bed? That's the Baron? Is like Baron something? I don't know. I thought it was Dr. Frankenstein laying in bed. And then, like, the maids come over and they're like, hey, we're going to give him a glass of wine. He's like, he doesn't need this. I'll drink it. And they all laugh. And it's <laughs> the end of the movie. And I was like, what just happened? At the end of the first one? Yeah. yeah. It's really weird. Uh, I cannot recall that. <laughs> it's I've great. seen, no, honestly, and this is weird. I love uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Mummy. But as many times have I seen those movies, I cannot recall what happens in them at, at like, certain scenes. And I think it's because, like, scenes are so quick. They're only, like, an hour and five, ten minutes long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the scenes are so quick and like you're, you have to like kind of piece it together. Like there's scenes that I've realized watching this and taking notes on it where I didn't quite know what it was until like I read up about it. So the end of the, f- the first movie, the very end, it doesn't end. Like yeah. it's not the very end. Is it's it? the, yeah, it's the villagers, the villagers destroy the windmill. Yeah. After Frank or the monster throws Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein's dummy off of the, off the top. Yeah. And then his fall is broken by the windmill. But at the end, it says, At Castle Frankenstein, Frankenstein's father, Baron Frankenstein, celebrates the wedding of his recovered son with a toast to a future grandchild. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, why'd you say some guy? Like, that, like... So, is Dr. Frankenstein that's in bed? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that, it that just told, When he said off. some guy, I was like, what is he talking I can tell. about? Like, I was like, you're I don't remember that stuff. movie ending that way. Throughout this uh, podcast, I'm going to throw in made-up scenes, and I want you to tell me if they're real or not. Okay, which, which is kind of weird, because it's kind of contradictory to the end, or the beginning of this movie. That's what I say, yeah. It's because the beginning of this movie is, he's presumed to be dead. Yeah. Like, yep. Baron Frankenstein is presumed to be dead. Yeah, because he dies hysterically in the first one. Yeah, because he gets like picked up and then he gets thrown on top of a windmill. I say, and it looks like it hurts, and he falls on the ground, and he's like, Ugh. "Yeah." <laughs> well, the body's just like hanging off the windmill, and they hold on that shot. And yeah, it's slowly going down. It's just you know, like ragdoll. Yeah, and it just falls off, and it cuts back to like it's like one of those like scenes where it's like 
obviously a dummy and that cuts in. It's like a real person. Oh, ow, that hurt. That hurt real bad. Oh, man. That was close. Cool. <laughs> All right. So before we get into this movie, because Matt, you're going to take the lead on this, which okay. not a surprise. You knew this. Um, does it state in the book that Frankenstein's green? Because I feel no. like... Uh, okay. okay, so there, he is green on set. There's, there's, If you can find the clip on YouTube, it's really cool. It's a, a color beef. clip Okay. of, I think... I think it's either Bride or Son of Frankenstein, and he's actually green. And it's him, and he's like walking around, and then he's, he starts choking... Um, uh, the chicken? He starts choking <laughs> the chicken, and it's real, it's real Ooh, weird. Ooh, feel it's, good. What a weird scene. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to stop. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> but it's him choking uh, Jack Pierce, and it's like, but he's green in it. So okay. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if that so was... He's, and he's kind of green on the posters. He's got kind of a yellow oh, yeah, green on the is. posters. Yeah. So the idea of him being green came from that. Okay. I'm just curious. Uh, the way they advertised him. So, all right. Start us into this movie, man. Okay. So, actually, do we want to talk about cast? Yeah, we can. You want to, you want to take the lead on this part? Uh, listeners, you're probably going to know all of these people and everything they ever did. <laughs> Classic. So, Classic. Hanta, what do you got for us? So, Surprise me. The film was directed by James Whale. He obviously directed the first movie, Frankenstein. He also directed The Invisible Man and a movie I actually just watched recently called The Old Dark House, which is on Shutter right now. Did you watch it? I did. I watched it for the first time a couple months ago. Yeah, it has uh, Boris Karloff as the, is it like the, the butler? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a cool, it's a cool movie. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's very atmospheric and very creepy. Yeah. And it's just like your standard tale of like lost tourists or they're like seeking shelter from the rain. And then they make the stop at like the wrong place, basically. Is this like a thirties movie? Yeah. It's a I think it's like a pre code movie too. I think there's like a lot of references to sex in it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, which yeah. was kind of a surprise when you hear stuff like that. Um that's something I we I always want to talk about on this podcast, but we never do. We'll probably never do it. We need to do like movie. a uh, like an up all night, you know. Honestly, like, if I could pick an old movie, I would love to watch with you guys on here. You just a, did. Uh, That's your last one. That was it. Damn it. My first and only. Uh, <laughs> There's this movie called Doctor X. Okay, I think and, I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, it's a pre code movie, and it's a three color palette movie. So it's like green, blue, and red. Cool. Or ten, I think it's green. Or it's like I always mess this up. Green, blue, and red are like Technicolor, but I think this one's supposed to be like yellow, blue, and green, I think. Okay. Uh, is the color palette, like where they actually go in and they paint the film. Oh, okay. Um, is the way the process was. So it's 1929, 1930. Mm-hmm. But like they talk about prostitutes and sex and they curse in it. And it's oh, wow. so weird to watch it. sounds it really weird. Because yeah. it's an old movie and you're just like... Hearing all these like old timers. Like, yeah, cuss. and he, and there's gore in it. And you're just kind of like, this is really strange to see this. Yeah. Uh, older movie, like, kind of pushes boundaries. Very risque. Yeah, before, it was before, like, the uh, Hayes Code kind of came down on them. All right, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And, so, the, uh, the you're getting, I was like, Taylor, you're going to start. Like, All right, so it opens all up. Right, now, back to the cast. Might need to do, like, a pre code uh, podcast, like a separate podcast. Of I would love to talk about pre code. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about it, so I'd be it's definitely. It's really kind of like a crazy time because, like, they really start, it's like movies start pushing that sex angle hard. That's pretty cool. There was actually a poster not too long ago on Reddit. Where um, somebody made a poster that back then that broke all the rules of the yeah. code, and there was like seven or eight things in the poster alone that they made purposely to upset the censors wow. or something like that. So, cool, nice. Um, here, I'll show you. I'll show the listeners a picture now. There you go. Wow, cool. nice. Yeah, the film stars Colin Clive as Henry Frankenstein. He also starred in Jane Eyre back in the day, and he actually had a very short career because he died of um, complications of tuberculosis. 
And he was actually uh, only 37 when he passed away. Oh, wow. He was 30 years old in Frankenstein. Cool. Which is wild because yeah. he looks like he's 50 years old. He does look he, older than that. <laughs> Dude, he, returning uh, actor to our podcast. From what other movie? Weird Science. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. When we covered the, the music video for Oingo Boingo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, then we also have Valerie Hobson, who plays Elizabeth Frankenstein. We have Ernest Thurseeger, who played Dr. Pretorius. And he's kind of like the bad guy of this movie, right? I would say so. Yeah. He's the, the anti-Frankenstein, if you will. Um, we have Dwight Fry, who plays the assistant Carl. Uh, Elsa Lanchester, who played Mary Shelley and uh, in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then she also played the monster's bride. So she played kind of two roles in this movie. Okay. I didn't know. Oh, that's really cool. Did you ever see Blackbeard's Ghost? Long time ago. No. Nope. She's the girl in Blackbeard's Ghost. Okay. The yeah. one that's like taught. Remember like, when he's in that... Uh, when Dean Jones is um, staying in a hotel and Elsa Lanchester comes up and tells him the whole story about Blackbeard. Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since she also started in um, That Darn Cat and uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, okay. And then she, I know, actually know her best as uh, one of the detectives from uh, Murder by Death. She's one of the. Oh, is she? She's one of the I guests. I need to watch it movie. It's, it's awesome. I love yeah. it. I have it Can still on my shelf from you. Something stupid to say. The movie starts, and I was like, I wonder if that's the real Mary Shelley. And I realized... <laughs> oh, my God. For a second. And then I realized, okay, that there's a time span there. Keep yeah. going, Hanto. Uh, and then lastly, we have Boris Karloff as the monster. And you've seen him as, obviously, the monster in Frankenstein. Okay. And good. then you've also seen... Good research. <laughs> Emotep in the original Mummy, and then also Abbott and Costello meet the killer. Okay, and then Lon Chaney. Is this Lon Chaney or Junior? That's what? in this. This no, is no, Boris Karloff. No, oh, there is no Cheney. Yeah. I mean, that's why I got confused because I thought the doctor. That's thought, uh, Dr. Pretorius? Yeah, that, no, no, the, the, the main doctor. Oh, Henry. Oh. Um, Dr. Frankenstein. I thought he was Cheney for like the first half an hour of the movie. No. Oh. No. Um, but no, we know Karloff from. Uh, he also narrates Dr. Seuss. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, um, like the, the Grinch, Grinch that stole Christmas. The Mike Myers movie? Yeah. 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 No, the Grinch that stole Christmas. The Jim oh, Car- I didn't know that. The Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. Um, I will say throughout this, just refer to the monsters Frankenstein because I, I, I it might be controversial, but I think the monster is Frankenstein. Yeah, I honestly I call him Frankenstein. I know that's like there's an argument about like, well, he's actually the monster, but um, there's a scene in the beginning of this movie where they he uh, the opening scene of this movie, Lord Byron, the guy who plays Lord Byron, talks about the monster and he calls him Frankenstein, right, and. Mary Shelley never corrects him, so it's like technically. Oh, really? Yeah, so technically, she. That means she just basically kind of agrees. Blooper, with Blooper got in the the final yeah, cut of this I movie. I consider him Frankenstein. They said that like I've, the best argument I've heard for it was that con- considering it's his creation, it's his kind, of, it's his son. Yeah, it would take on the surname of Frankenstein. This one, and well, I think they always refer to uh, Doctor Frankenstein as uh, Henry the entire time. So. They do, yeah. yeah. Well, even in uh, Monster Squad, Phoebe calls calls him Frankenstein. Frankenstein yeah, Phoebe, Phoebe. Honestly, honestly, I hate calling him the monster. Because I it's yeah, just, I, it's, I've it's always called him the monster or Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. I thought it was going to cause some controversy, um, maybe with the listeners. Okay, so the movie opens up on a historical scene. It's at Lord Byron's estate. This right. is with uh, Mary Shelley and her husband uh, Percy Shelley. And this is actually this is how this is where Frankenstein was conceived, like the real historical okay. like, uh, moment where 
kind of, it was what they're basing it out of. It's like she was like telling a story or whatever. Yeah, they go there for the weekend. The way the kind of the lore goes with it is that Mary Shelley and her husband Percy go to Lord Byron's house for a weekend, and um, they basically just tell ghost stories. Okay. Lord By- they're all writers. Yeah. And they and this is where she conceives the idea of Frankenstein. And so what they're doing with this and this this scene in this movie is they're kind of like, hey, this is after they've already had that weekend, but they're still hanging out. Yeah. Because it takes is, place. This basically is like taking place after she tells the story of Frankenstein. They're like, oh, that yeah, can't, that can't be the end. And then she's like, no, there's more to it, to the story. Yeah. Like the weekend was supposed to be like, it's kind of like a hippie retreat almost because it's like supposed to, they were supposed to be like heavy in sex and drugs oh, okay. and this is kind of like the like they're real. partying there's a movie that's uh based off it called gothic yeah yeah remember the little kid on, on the little uh, yeah perching over the girl who's like sleeping it's uh, uh that's what it's based on yeah that's it's based off like that basically that moment in history what of a these, weird of cover meeting of a movie for what because i think the that's in, based off a painting in gothic is uh basically it's a vin isn't it uh short stories isn't Gothic about is it, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay, it's, I can't remember. I remember being like real, like kind of tripped out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if it's either short stories or it's like what's his name from Warlocks in it. Oh, uh, Bruce Payne? No, not Bruce Payne. The guy from Arachnophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah I think he plays Lord Byron. Okay. Um, Could you imagine if we were all hanging out and I told a story, and then you guys are like, "Man, what a story you just told! I can't believe it ended like that." Cut to the future. Then, then thirty-five, like, 35 nineteen. Then all of a sudden, I'm like. <laughs> Oh wait, that wasn't the end of the story. And like, well, tell us the whole damn story. Yeah, yeah. it was the pizza delivery boy the entire time <laughs> from the beginning of the story. <laughs> Remember, guys, what is a pizza delivery boy? <laughs> but the recent controversy with the story is Frankenstein actually Mary Shelley's story. Oh, because in, is this in Gothic or, or like the no the in true, like real life? Yeah, real like life. There, there's kind of like there's kind of questions about whether this is her story because she had. She wasn't a writer. She was only like 18, I think, 19. Yeah, I read that like she that. was like 19 She's when she conceived young. the story of Frankenstein. Yeah, or, and yeah. the story was that like those, like they just talked about it and they kind of gave her the idea because she had like written nothing before. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing yeah. what I've heard, but she had written nothing before and she had written nothing after Frankenstein. Oh, really? Yeah, so for her to have like this like story that's like kind that's of like, like a. a- Freaking history breaking story. Yeah, it's you a history breaking story and have like no credentials <laughs> yeah. uh, before and after. But then again, like uh, there are those, you know, one hit writers that just they have one book. Like, no, no, Troy, there's like, not. There's like, not a lot of writers that like, have one book. Like Troy Duffy of Boondock Saints fame. He has one, actually, has two stories. That well, like, false. <laughs> like, doesn't JD Salinger, isn't just Catcher in the Rye his only book? No, he's got I, he's got a couple books. He's got nine stories, which is like a collection of short stuff. He has other stuff. Who's the and then who's the writer I'm thinking of that only has one? There's is it a, Harper Lee. I think Harper Lee's no, one of she's yeah, no Harper Lee's one of them that only has one book. She, she only okay. wrote one. I book. thought Harper Lee was only one. And then they, she just came out with another book. Yeah. Recently that had been like what, shelved. Whatever, fifty years in the making. Or yeah. Something. Um, but like there, there's no. Here's the other thing too. Like when they bring up this controversy with. Is this story true? Is this really Mary Shelley's story? I'm like, yeah, well, why not? There's no, no one's ever like refuted it. No one's, I mean, I've never, I think at this point we would have heard some kind of complaint saying like, hey, yeah. this is actually Lord Byron's the, story. The or state is, of Mary, you know, where Lord Byron says, yeah. no, that was his story. So I think it's her story. Yeah. But here I found some examples. People who only wrote one book, the author of Black Beauty. Okay. The author of Dr. Shivago. The author of Gone with the Wind, 
Wow. It says J.D. Salinger only wrote one book. Yes, which, I thought. Catch but I, had, I, I guess maybe short stories. I guess yeah. they're not. Because I have one of his collections. I guess they're only considering novels, probably. Yeah. Uh, the Invisible Man was only one. Wow. No, that's not true. That's what it says. Oh, oh the other Invisible Man. Uh, that's Ellison, By Ralph right? Ellison? Ellison, oh, yeah. Okay. I was thinking of H.G. Wells, but yeah. that's Ellison. Okay, so it's possible. It's a thing. Yeah, so. no, so... I'm just bringing it up. I, I mean, I, I think like I think she wrote this. I think this is. I mean, of course she wrote it, but I think it's her like intellectual property. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think otherwise there would it would have been like refuted like way back in the day immediately, especially for her being a woman back then writing a story. Like yeah. it would have been smothered really quickly. That oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like that it was somebody else's. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think back in the day it would be easier to hide than it would today. Yeah, but I'm but I like. Back in the day, if one of those two or, you know, the people that were at that retreat came out and said something against her, like it would immediately be ganged like, up and said, nope. Yeah. No girl wrote this horror story. Yeah. And the girl would definitely be like, because of the time, yeah. you know, 16 what? Um, 1670 something, I think. Was it really right? that far back? Yeah. Wait, that when Frankenstein was written? Yeah. Oh, man. I feel even like a more moron because I thought she was in this movie. So keep going. Yeah. <laughs> what year is it? Hato's looking up. But I'm just saying, like for that time frame, for her and she, her being a really young girl too, I think like if she did steal it, it would have been uh, called out pretty quickly. Okay, I think mean, that's fair. Yeah, 1818. So, oh, it was written in 1818. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Yeah, I didn't think it was 1600s. That's like when the Bible. What am was I written. thinking of with Frankenstein? Oh, you're thinking of Count Chocula. <laughs> oh, yeah, Count Chocula is from the 1600s. <laughs> you idiot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess it, yeah, that would be 1818 then, wouldn't it? When does the book take place? It actually uh Frankenstein takes place at uh undisclosed or unspecified time in the 18th century, so sometime in the 1700s. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're close. Though. I'm close, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was like earlier. Um so yeah, this first scene takes place in this moment in history. And is this actually kind of a cool way to recap a yeah. movie. I would say they use like f- previous scenes from the film uh, yeah. Frankenstein, which is kind of cool. It's just kind of like it's a good way to bring people in. If you had just watched this and didn't watch Frankenstein, you would know what was going on. Yeah. I kind of um, hope that's what James Cameron does with Avatar 2. Like he's sitting on the couch and then like Lauren Michaels walks in and he's like, I loved Avatar. And he's like, well, that wasn't the end of the story. And he's like, well, there's more. And then you go to Avatar <laughs> yeah, 2. Yeah, go wow. yeah. <laughs> 10 years after. In, in, in 3D. In <laughs> 3D. Uh, and then it kind of opens up in on our on our first scene, which is the end of the first movie. We got an angry mob, all pretty like all pretty cool about what just happened. They're like, "Hey, we we uh, yeah, we, we did it, man. We yeah. killed it. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go party now. Yeah, and except for that one couple who's the not, windmill that's burned down. Well, the one couple's not having it. They're like, "Nah, I don't." And they're the guy because they're yeah. trying to make sure that he's dead, right? Yeah, yeah, because this is the couple. This is the girl that dies in the first one. This the is a girl that drowns. This is a, this is a big bummer. <laughs> yeah, the little girl that drowns in the first one. This is their parents. Is it the same actor though? I no, feel, it's not. I, I didn't think it was. Say, I don't think he it looked is. completely different. Yeah, he but looks. Uh, so he's like not having. He's like, hold on. He's like, he's got. He's not dead. This I don't is, think uh, he's dead. I want to see his charred corpse. I want to, you know, I want to see proof. Yeah. So he decides to go down there to the bottom of the wind, windmill. But he doesn't like. He doesn't mean to go down there because he actually eats shit and actually trips down into the into the water. Yeah, and gets it gets taken out by Frankenstein. Yeah. The exact same way his daughter probably got taken out. Not really. No, he doesn't. No, the, the oh, daughter. Oh no, because like he drowned. In Frankenstein, in the original, he tosses her. Thinking yeah, she she's drowns. Gonna, she's gonna skip across the water. She drowns because she can't swim. But yeah. they both die the same way. They both drown. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. 
Um, Can I just to, I'll, I'll let you get into this movie, but man, that scene from the first one with the little girl, I feel like might be one of the most iconic horror movie scenes. Yeah. yeah. It's such a like sad scene to watch. And then like the what like the last like twenty minutes of that movie of him being like, Hey man, I'm just this innocent guy. Mm-hmm. And like he cries a lot in both these movies. Yeah. And you really feel bad for him. I really think he's like a dog. He's like, like he uh, just doesn't know better and he wants to love everybody, but he just He's like Lenny of uh, of Mice and Men. He I was thinking that, that earlier yeah. too, yeah. the Lenny of Mice and Men. Yeah, thing, he doesn't mean to like, do the bad things that he does. Especially like, there's a scene in this when he's almost about to kill a girl. Yeah. Yeah, because he like saves her and he's almost about to kill her. And I was like, this I was like, that reminded me so of Mice Lenny. and Men. Yeah. Frankenstein's gonna have to shoot him in the back of the head or something. Yeah. <laughs> was it look at the flowers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was gonna say I was gonna say the same thing, but he reminds me of like Lenny from like Simpsons. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yep, I held that joke in. Nice. <laughs> thank you for what a for, waste of time. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so at this point, his the guy's wife comes down, and I feel like she gets murked worse because he. I'm sorry, he, Frankenstein crawls up. Yeah, she like, gets away, doesn't she? No, no. Oh, he, I thought like, she ran away. Throws her she, into the hall. She and gets she, like massively tossed. How did I miss that? She, like, cracks her head. Did on, you not like, see? Did you, I, see <laughs> did you not see her dummy just massively hit the wall at the bottom? <laughs> Dude, I swear I saw her run away and I went to write a note and that's all I had. Yeah. Okay. So this is where I got confused because uh, the next scene, the doctor is being rushed back to his estate and they're just like, he's dead. Like, cover him up. This and is I was pretty like, dumb. wait, what? Yeah. I was like, I'm, and it just, I haven't seen Frankenstein in uh, probably like five years now. And so I was this just is like, like, wait a minute. Yeah, this, this is, is th- I, that's why I was confused about the ending like earlier because uh, I watched Bride and then I went back and watched uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. And like, Frankenstein ends with him. Like recovering. That's what I don't get. Yeah, I know. It's weird because it's like he literally falls off the windmill and like every there's a mob of people and they're like, oh, he's definitely dead. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't even check. They're no like, oh checks. man, he's yeah. totally dead right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then like in this one, it's like, oh, he's perfectly fine. He did like, not suffer any injuries on the fall. <laughs> it's like I can't imagine how many people were just buried alive because oh, people are just yeah. like, ah, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Let me try something. Nope, no, nope, we don't have time. Nope. Nah, he fell. He's dead. His shoes are off. He died. <laughs> His shoes are off. <laughs> you ever see that on Reddit where people post that? It's like videos of people getting hurt and if their shoes fall off. That means they're dead. <laughs> oh my if you do it, gosh. go. Yeah. Anytime somebody gets hurt and their shoes fall off, like read it in the comments. And yeah. the comments are like, "His shoes fell off. He's dead." I've kind of like. It's kind of like. like a, uh, it's kind of like in a football game. Somebody's helmet. You're like, oh, their, their head just came off. Oh, they're just, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. tumbling. Yeah, down just the field. tumbling across. <laughs> uh, and he gets re- so the doc gets returned to his estate. Um, it's kind of interesting because both of them are presumed to be dead, but they are actually alive. Yeah. Yep. So there's a bit of confusion right here with, uh, Some what's mis- going on misdirection. in each Misdirection's going on with both characters. Yeah. He gets taken back and he kind of, he kind of starts to like, as he wakes up, he starts to ponder with Elizabeth about whether he did the right thing or the wrong thing. About creating, uh, basically life or trying yeah. to play God, I guess. Cause he was all jacked about playing God. In uh, I think the first movie. Yeah, there's the that's a censor uh, cover up too. Is when he says he's like there's a scene in the first movie where he re- he finally brings the monster life and he says now I know what it feels like to be God. Yep. Yeah, and it gets covered up by the censors came in. They said hey you can't say that. So they cover it up with a giant like lightning strike. Giant fart. Oh, yeah, giant fart. <laughs> like, it's like, I think that might be more inappropriate. <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's cool too, is because like I feel like the first one, he doesn't defend Frankenstein towards the end. Like the last like thirty minutes, he's with the mob, and he's like, "We gotta find him. Like yeah. we gotta stop him." Yeah. Which I feel like 
in any other movie, he'd be like, no, that's my creation. I have to save him. Like, don't yeah. go after him. Like, it's a really, I don't know. At the end of the first, let me ask you guys this, because since you, it's fresh in your minds, the end of the first one, did the, does the mob know Frankenstein made the monster? Um, That is unclear, I think. I don't, not that I remember. Because I think it's, they're brought, just, I think it's brought up at this point in this movie. Because I think they're pretty much just going after the, the thing or the person that killed the little girl. And does he kill anybody else in that movie? I can't remember. Um. I, okay, so he kills a little girl. I think there's like three deaths, if I remember, in yeah. the first one, but I can't remember what the deaths are. Yeah, I th- I'm almost positive it's just them trying to just yeah. trying to kill him. Because there's a scene halfway through this. Uh, I'll bring it up later on as we get to because I thought it was kind of interesting. I was like, because I was kept asking myself that, trying to figure out if the mob knew that Frankenstein, the monster, was created by Frankenstein. Yeah. Dude, that is so weird about the lightning thing with that sensor. That's yeah. so bizarre. That back then it was like, oh, you can't. Say it's funny because I didn't even notice the lightning strike. I always, I just know that he said, it, "I'm playing God" or "I am God" or whatever. Yeah, what it feels like to be God. And yeah. I, I bring that up because there is a heavy uh, Christianity theme in this movie. Yeah, there I totally like. is. Okay, um, remind me. Okay, so we watched this movie for a class back in the day, and I think I was in this class with you, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a movie review class okay. or a review writing class. Yeah, so we started a blog and we watched this movie and we did like a bunch of reviews on it. And if I remember correctly, aren't there a lot of like um, homosexual like underlying things in it, or is that uh, something? Uh, you, I think wrong? you're on. You're right. I can't remember what they were though. And if I could find my blog from ten years ago, <laughs> I know I was thinking that too because I was like, I know yeah. I have it. Like, I bet you if I type my name in this name, that's, that's what it. I thought too. Let's yeah. look it up really quick. Hanta, you got a computer? Yeah. Type looking, in Brian Frankenstein now. and Chris's full name. Uh, one thing that they do have with like the whole like homosexual themes is that, um, and I guess you could even do this with like a racial theme is he's judged on um, the outside, not on the inside. Okay. So you could say that, but you can do that with a racial theme. You can do it with a homosexual theme. You can do that with like really any theme yeah um but i feel like there was more to it i don't know i remember writing a whole paper on what that represented but i can't remember anything i wrote so yeah cool wasted your time keep going going. so pretoria shows up and he basically talks about his experiments with this is weird he shows the experience that he made i think this is goofy what he made was he literally grew the, the these these creatures from seeds. Basically, these are test tube babies. Yes, these are his test tube babies. Which I wonder if there's like a sexual thing going on here when he says yeah. like when he says grown from seed. Oh yeah. So I wonder if I like, mean there's definitely a sexual thing because that uh, the king is trying to have sex with the queen the entire time that they're in the scene. Yeah. And he keeps like separating them. Yeah. Almost the way, like you brought us up earlier, but almost the way, like he keeps trying to separate Elizabeth from. Uh, oh, Pretorius is kind of interrupting. Yeah. Yeah. How he's kind of interrupting their marriage. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so he basically makes like, what, five, six miniature human beings? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, the experiments are like six miniature human beings trapped in jars. And it's like, this is like your pre green screen because it's like real actors. It doesn't playing. look bad. No it, no, it looks great because there's actually perspective to it, right. which is awesome. Um, so it's a queen, a king, a bishop, a, a dev- vampire, a devil. What a devil! Is that what it is? Yeah, because okay. yeah. okay. he even makes a comedy. He says he kind of looks like me, doesn't he? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Nice. Now you've just so, changed how I'll, I view this movie. At this point, I'll tell you what Pretorius's full name in this movie is. It's Septimus Pretorius, which in Latin means the royal seven. Ooh. Which is like seven deadly sins. Oh, cool. That's so. Neat. There's kind of like there's a lot of and it's like you know him. He's almost he's very devilish in this movie. Yeah. Kind of taken Yeah. Like Col or Colin Clive. The doc is like done with 
what he's made. Yeah, he's uh, he's basically saying like what I made is an abomination. I want nothing to do with science anymore. Yeah, I make monsters, and I don't want to hurt anybody. Blah blah blah. But he's trying to pull the uh, Pretorius is trying to pull him back in. Yeah. Like, hey, we can do this. Like, I've made my experiments. You made yours. Yeah. It's combined. And then even uh, Frankenstein's going. He goes on to say like, what I do is science, and what you do is like black magic, basically. Yeah, so it's kind of like a source. You know. Which you is know, cool. Religion, religion versus uh, you know science type deal. You know. Yeah. Dude, yeah. the devil thing changes it, man. I think that's kind of weird because I know he makes a ballerina and a mermaid. Yeah. Um, but the devil thing completely makes me view the rest of this film differently. So keep going. You're doing a really good job. Oh, thank wow. you. Wow. So uh, he basically proposes the idea. That's like that's he's like I made these creatures from seed. So what we should do is make a bride. Do you imagine if you had a child? And you brought him to a party, and you're like, oh, my God, he's so cute. And you're like, yes, I made him from seed. Yeah. <laughs> from seed. Some hay seed. <laughs> from egg and seed. Egg and seed. Oh, God. This is my my egg and seed experiment. <laughs> with some seed, with some just, you know, seed and some water, you can make a child. <laughs> uh, so his idea is that uh, I, let's make a female companion for your monster, and we can make a race of creatures that are ours. So this is like the wow. ultimate god effect. He's yeah. like, that's he's like, let's go on full creation mode here. Let's not just bring people back from the dead anymore. Let's make our own people, our whole entire race of people, basically. Yeah. So that's the whole plot of this movie, and they this... made a reference of it later on in the movie. But he makes Pretorius talks about making an artificial brain. Yep. Like he grows an artificial brain to put in the Bride of Frankenstein. That's oh, great. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so not a brain. Hard, it's not like the brain of a madman, like from the first movie. It's it's hard to watch some of these older movies because I feel like, like you a get chia pet. But go ahead, no, <laughs> you get kind of lost. Like some of the, sometimes the dialogue can just run on. You're like, okay, and if you miss something that quick, like I didn't catch that that he no, was making a. No, this I've seen this movie ten ten or more times, and I've never um, heard that part before. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the the flow of these movies is very like the dialogue's very very fast, and I think yeah. they like they they use utilize the time where they like make sure there's no dead space at all of like that's a good point because I mean it goes all the way to literally like there's only five seconds of credits and there's not even any credits it's just like the studio and then yeah. that's the end of the movie. Well, and it was there's something kind of cool that I've uh, I read about this isn't uh, I've read about like with Universal monster movies and what they helped like pioneer is like sound design yeah and soundtracks mm-hmm. because they're the first movies to really use sound and music to emphasize horror mm-hmm. so it's the first time this stuff's really being used in movies and movies other movies pick up off this and this is where sound like more more and more like soundtracks come in after the use of sound uh, design of sound design in yeah. these movies. Or soundscape sound design yeah because oh, i think that's kind of cool because like, it's I think, exciting i mean I yeah. just uh, not, not not mocking it but yeah it's exciting to think that at the time it was like oh man let's well, because there's a part in the movie where uh, they're messing around with a beating heart. Yeah. And the beating heart is the drum beat of the score. Dude, 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 and, yeah. it, and the score, and that, that drumming, uh, that, that beat at the heart kind of plays like the soundtrack for a good like five or ten minutes into the movie. I didn't even catch that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's interesting to put it in, contextualize it and put it in those terms where it's like, these movies are the ones that really started off sound design and soundtracks in movies. Yeah. Because cool. I mean, this is—I mean, this is coming right off the um, the silent era, pretty much. This is only like five years after the. This is like the beginning of the talkies, essentially. Yeah, this is, yeah. This so, is like five years after. Yeah, and you, so you now they have like to Dracula they, and Frankenstein. That's one year. Yeah, after. so now they have to replace like the people that would play the music in the theaters during the silent era. You know, they would have to replace. They had to actually create their own music and soundscapes and everything because now they have to create 
entire experience for audiences and whatnot. Yeah. So two questions. One, do you think this will be the oldest movie you ever do? Yeah. Is there anything before this that was not worth talking about that would be good for the podcast? I would do oh. the the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. There, yeah, it's a pretty solid idea. horror film. I've yeah. actually never seen it, so it's creepy, yeah. man. There's some good cool. imagery in it. Uh, if you've seen Rob Zombie's Living Dead Girl video, uh, you've seen the I've movie. That's what it is. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's just clips. Um, second question. So going back to the first movie, how do you think the first movie would have played out had he used the normal brain as opposed to the uh, the criminal brain? Oh man, uh, the way Young Frankenstein plays out. <laughs> <laughs> no, they use uh, Abby Normal and uh, oh, they do. Yeah. yeah, Abby, Abby Normal, Abby Normal, yeah. It's yeah, almost, I, I mean, it's almost exactly the same as what happens in the the original, so. Yeah. Because I feel like in the first Frankenstein, he doesn't come off as a criminal or a bad person. He comes off as misunderstood. Yeah. So are they saying criminals are misunderstood, or what are they, oh, wow. is, are they saying something in that first movie, or, I just feel like he just doesn't know better. Yeah. And, but he's going off of instinct. So are they saying that. And his instinct is to attack. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Okay. Because like. All right. Maybe that's, instincts. Yeah, maybe that's saying something. Okay. All right. Cool. So I'm going to run through this series of sequences really quickly because it kind of happens really fast. So the monster is roaming the countryside at this point. A girl falls off a rock cliff into a water. He saves her. He gets chased by a couple Some of people. It Which is a cool it scene. It turns into a mob. I was going to say, before you do that, it's, it's a cool scene because he goes to save her and it's the complete opposite of the first movie because you're like... Yeah, well, he's about to kill her though. Yeah. He does kill her? Oh, he's no, I don't think he was about to kill her. Oh, yeah, he's about to. Oh, I didn't to. think so. In, in the next few seconds, I think he probably would have killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, Dude, I totally got, don't think his he was. Whole, his whole mitt's, like, right on her face. Yeah. Like, she's about to be dead. In, Dude, like, I don't in think he would have. to, like, accidentally smother her. I think yeah. they're trying to make you think he's going to do that. I don't think he would have, though. We'll I, never no, know. No, I think he would have. I don't think he's changed. No, he's still the same same monster. Because he actually does, in, in this series of sequences that I'm going through, he actually kills a little girl again. So, okay, so he attacks a girl. It alerts the town. A mob gets formed. Uh, he gets jailed. He, they capture him. He gets jailed. He escapes. He kills a little girl, uh, which her name is Frida. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. That's okay. I didn't know what you're referring to. And then he attacks like a couple of gypsies, and it all happens like within like it's a quick, it's like real twenty five seconds. Yeah. Uh, but this was kind of interesting. There's like okay, so fifteen minutes of this movie was cut. I don't. I've never. Oh, wow, I read this. that, but I didn't know it was cut. I've never heard of this fifteen minutes before, but. There's a side story with uh, Carl. Who, okay, oh, the from, the, from the Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> Carl, Carl, and um, Coral, Coral, and you see him at the end of the movie when he's the one. That, he, he's the one that gets thrown off the top. Because he's, he's the like the new. He's is he uh, Pretorius's assistant? Yeah, he's also like in a scene where they're digging up the bodies because it's it's a uh, Dwight Fry and he's also in the first movie. Is he really? Yeah. As uh, well, not, I mean, like, Eeyore, what's his role? Igor. Oh, he's playing Fritz. He's playing Fritz. He's Sorry. the. He's the it, yeah, I kept thinking it was Igor. I was yeah, like, wait, it's, it's not Igor in like every Frankenstein thing, but the Frankenstein movie, it's Fritz. Yeah, that's so movie. weird. So they they changed the name and other things. Huh? No, they just changed it for the Frankenstein movie. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm so confused. What? So when's it Igor? Um, I in think the first son of Frankenstein, I think is. Is when they introduce Igor, yeah, or Igor. Or that is mind blowing. I can't remember where Igor. So even pops in the book, it's he, not Igor. I want to say Bela Lugosi is in Son of Frankenstein, and I want to say he even plays Fritz. Is that right? Give me one second. So is the novel okay. Igor or not? No, there's no Igor in the Interesting. novel. So Bela Lugosi plays Igor in Son of Frankenstein, there which is the go. third movie. That's where this, he pops up. That's franchise. so weird. Son okay. of Frankenstein is actually worth a watch. And there too. is a Fritz in. 
Son of Frankenstein. Is there? I don't know if it's supposed to be the oh, same. Because okay. that, that, that dude is definitely dead in the first movie. Yeah. He gets mega killed by Frankenstein. How do you get killed in the first one? He gets he choked hung, out, doesn't he? He, he gets, gets choked out and, then he's, and he's hanging from the ceiling. Is that what it was? These movies are That boring. makes no sense. Because... He's definitely hanging from the ceiling. In Son of Frankenstein, it's supposed to be... The reason why his neck has a crick in it is because of that. Really? But his name's Igor in Son of Frankenstein? I mean, it, no, it's Igor is Bela Lugosi, but there is a Fritz character, it looks like. In yeah, the but that's what I mean by like, Bela Lugosi. If you look up a picture of Bela Lugosi from Son of Frankenstein, he walks around. This is really messing my head up. Sorry. I could, you're, you're lo- we're losing listeners. We have Where a counter His on the neck wall. is broken, and I always thought it was his neck was broken because of the first movie. I see. Yeah, he's definitely got like the, the shoulder up. You know, and like, like the hunchback, yeah, hunchback yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. So is Igor in Son of Frankenstein? So Igor doesn't pop up until Son of Frankenstein yeah. it looks like. And uh, if you want to look up how his his neck is broken in Son of Frankenstein, I'm pretty sure it's because of. I, I don't know. That's weird. That's really. But there is no Igor character in Frankenstein. No, there is no. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It probably has nothing to do with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not in the books. Yeah. Um. But that, okay, yeah, sorry. It's Dwight Fry, and Dwight Fry is also in he's Renfield from Dracula too. Yeah, that's what I meant to I meant to bring up in the cast listing. Yeah, there's a lot of bit characters in the Universal Monster movies that pop up in other monster Which movies. Which I think is pretty cool. It's like your Patrick Wilson popping up in all these horror movies or you know, like Oh, I thought okay. Carla Gugino or whatever. So I in my head I was like, Oh, you got these Igors and you got these Renfields where like like the side characters and and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, it's kind of like your Patrick Wilsons. I was like, what are you talking uh, no, about? No, just, just talking about how other actors are popping up all these horror movies. Okay, and that stuff. makes yeah. sense. Okay. Um, okay, so at this point he he breaks. Okay, sorry, this is what I was getting to. Man, <laughs> it's we, a lot, right? Yeah, I we know. go all over the place, and we got to come back. So there's Welcome a to my sub, life. <laughs> there's a subplot that was deleted from this movie, and the subplot is there's a scene you can see it real quick in this montage where the mob goes to a house and they find a dead guy and a dead woman. All right. Do you know okay. what I'm talking about? Like they're in there, they look in the house, the, the first floor of a house, and they're like, oh, yeah. he's he's whatever. She says like a German word. I can't remember what the word was. Okay. And then she goes upstairs and then she like looks in a room and she says it again. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's where the scene's coming from, but there's a subplot where the uh, Dwight Fry character. Which is Carl. Carl in this movie. Kills his aunt and his uncle. Oh. And tries him and makes it look like the Frankenstein murders. Weird. Yeah. Oh, this so this is because he's probably working for Pretorius, trying to convince, maybe. I think he just kills him for his own gain. Oh. Like so he's he, a serial killer? Yeah, he kills him because he hates him or whatever. Oh, and wow. then hides under the Frankenstein. That's like, a really interesting subplot. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was cut from the movie. That's even weirder, though, because it would have made the movie like an hour and a half, which is weird for that time, I would think. Yeah. Well, yeah, because of the probably the expense or the cost of film and the length of film that they had probably didn't have, you right? know, and You're talking about using well, they, like 20% more of your movie or something like here's that. Here's the weird, here's where it gets kind of weird, too. The movie Wait, was, was it filmed or was it? Yeah, yeah. The movie was promoted as being the, uh, like, as two hours that'll terrify you. Oh wow! And the movie's only a hundred is only seventy five minutes long. I say yeah, it's only like an hour and ten or hour twelve minutes. Yeah. So a lot of it was on the editing room floor. Okay. So uh, yeah, that would have been so nice. Stuff to was filmed. It just I don't know where it's at now. That would have been nice know. to see because it would have been his made his death scene later in the movie more powerful. Yeah, he because there's a reason. Friggin', there's got to be a friggin' reason He for gets that. friggin' chucked off the side of that building, and it's amazing. It's pretty ridiculous. Okay, so um, Frankenstein wanders back into the woods, and he comes a- across the blind man. Which he is meets a young Wes Craven. No, he, he, meets, uh, <laughs> he meets a young Gene Hackman. 
I know I was thinking Gene Hackman when we yeah. were watching this. Dude, does like, this guy not look like Wes Craven though? The entire yeah. time I watched it, like, even pull it up, man, and be like, yep, that's Wes that's Craven. That's Wes Craven for you. But yeah, no, he meets a, a, a blind gentleman. He meets a blind gentleman. A gentleman. A blind gentleman. <laughs> if you will. In Chris's <laughs> words. Um... And this is where he... Oh, yeah, he totally does. And literally... <laughs> does Craven? Yeah, does. Dude, in literally a transition, he learns how to read, smoke, eat, drink. Dude, he basically learns the... Uh, or speak. Sorry, no, not he, read. He speaks. basically learns the essentials to partying. Yeah. <laughs> dude, because he, he hits that cigarette, that, that cigar More. so hard. Yeah, yeah, he's hitting it real hard. Dude, it's 420 somewhere. <laughs> right up. Ooh, good. Frankenstein stoned. <laughs> Frankenstein has munchies. Well, yeah, this whole scene is like a... This scene was inspired by Encino Man. Oh. When they were like... He's like, oh, oh. Yeah. And oh, I'm like, yeah. yeah. He's, and he's, he's like, making bread. The- he's like, bread. Okay. Yeah. He's like, how long do we put these in the microwave for? And he's like, it's a minute and a half or two minutes. <laughs> so this is where we get our kind of our heavy Christian themes going on in this movie. The blind man talks about like God bringing him a friend. Yeah, Ave Maria is playing. Uh, there's an emphasis on the the crucifix that's on the wall behind okay. him when the scene fades out. Did you, did you guys see that? I didn't know. It like it's still lit up as the scene fades out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just trying to highlight basically like rebirth, you know, it, or it's, redemption. Yeah, it's I, so I, I'm. I'm not qualified to say exactly what the themes are in this scene. Like, as far as like... Oh, you mean like you don't have a license? <laughs> I don't have a license to drive the rest of this podcast. I'm not qualified. No, no, I, I just, I feel like... This cuts, it cuts to Matt going to sudden priesthood. and <laughs> Guys, I have an opinion now. Like, if I, I was saying if I had an opinion, if I give you my, like, analysis of where the Christian, like, what the point of the Christian themes are in this yeah. movie, it'd probably be a very, like, simpleton version of it. Okay. Is what I'm saying. I'm not. I don't want to give you like my half-ass version. Like God is good. You yeah, know. What I mean, that's yeah. what I get. Yeah. You yeah. know. And it's like maybe. But I think the only thing I could come up with was maybe it's like, oh, it's like it's saying like, oh, here's the presence that you can get from God. But here's also the other side of that where it's like playing God, you can have the, this negative this negative effect. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't see any like the troubles of playing God. Christian a lot themes of in this. At least for this scene, if that's what you're talking about, because I thought it was just like a simple like because he goes, um, what does he say? He says like alone, bad, friend, good, or something like that. Yeah, and I thought it was just about friendship. I didn't see it as like a oh, a I know I'm talking about yeah. previous. Like as soon as he gets into a house, it's like it's heavy. It's like I it's, say, it's there for sure. There's a quote on a a wiki page for Bride of Frankenstein and says that religion it can be seen in the lesson with the hermit that the creature is not necessarily violent or dangerous as he enjoys meals and music with great calm and even learns rudimentary speech at an astounding rate. So it's kind of just like, peace be with you, my friend. Yeah. You know, kind of like, let's share a meal. And then kind of like simple, you know? Yeah. It's a really sweet scene because when the um, the the older gentleman, I'm sorry, the blind gentleman is praying with uh, Frankenstein, like Frankenstein has like a tear coming down his face. Yeah. And he's like, it's mm-hmm. a very emotional moment. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really sweet yeah. scene. It. Quickly gets broken up by uh, <laughs> the, the sweet scene. The sweet scene quickly gets broken up by two dudes at Boston. One of them being, I didn't realize, was John Carradine. Oh, really? Yeah, who goes on to play Dracula in uh, House of Dracula and House of Frankenstein. Okay. Is Carradine related to the other Yeah, Carradine? he's yeah, the, the father of David and um, Keith and... Keith and uh, who else? Uh, Robert. Robert. 
Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, so how many Carradines are there there's other than a, this one? There's a crap. There's five. There's Revenge of the Nerds. There's like the Barrymores, the Gar- the Carradines, and the Fondas. And there's yeah. like a what, bunch I of I want to get off topic. <laughs> like, you got the one so from Dave, Revenge of the Nerds. So that's Robert. Robert. And then you got, you got David from Kill Bill. Yeah. And then Keith is actually from, uh, he's the one of the detectives in, I just know. from Dexter. That, oh, is he? That the sister. Dexter's dad. Yeah. No, no, no. no that yeah. the sister falls that's in love with. That's James Remar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. What's his name? Oh, I thought James Remar was a Carradine. I know him from uh, Southern Comfort. Okay. That's where I, um, I don't know. Uh, Frank Lundy. Frank Lundy. Oh, uh, Jeremy London's brother? Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> Dude, it's a losing battle, bro. Yeah, yeah. Wait, sorry. Okay, sorry. Jeremy Frank Carradine? Jeremy, were you about to say Jeremy Frankenstein? Because <laughs> no, you definitely I were. I wish I would have. <laughs> no, Jeremy who? Uh no, Jeremy's not has nothing to do with this. Throw that out the window, please. Bye, Jeremy. <laughs> uh no, Keith Carradine, who's one of the, the the sons. Got it. Uh he plays Agent Frank Lundy, who is a character on the Dexter series. Oh, I knew I remember the name. That uh, okay. uh Dexter's sister falls in love with. Okay, for, I do for a second. Yeah. yeah. And so he played Frankenstein in the original? Oh my god. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Go ahead, Matt. What do you got? <laughs> okay, so this is where I want to bring it up because John Carradine and this guy bust into the the cabin and they say like he's he's a monster and Doctor Frankenstein built him. Right. So this is like our first. This is like our only time we hear the villagers say monster. that this is Frankenstein's monster. He made him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I was. That's why I was. I brought it up earlier. I was like, does the, does the town know this or is this a rumor? And if they do know this, why isn't he being imprisoned for making this monster? Right. I think this is the first time they, they say it to the audience. Maybe they do know throughout both of them, but it's the first time they acknowledge, like, hey, yeah, we know. And then they look at the camera and do a little wink action. Yeah. yeah. No, you got it. Cool. Um, the place gets, the camp gets burned down. Frankenstein, the monster leaves. Supply men die or? No, they no. get him out. They get him out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, they, the two guys usher him out like real slow. Okay. And they're like, oh, sorry about your, your house there, man. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Sorry. We went from one to 10 in like two <laughs> yeah. seconds. We also like to party. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to LMFAO? <laughs> shut, shut, what are you talking shut, about? Shut, 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 like party, dude. Yeah, yeah I know shut, what party shut, is. Yeah, I like to party, bro. Yeah. That, describe a party for me. Uh, LMFAO is playing. Uh, That's all you need. That's things are on fire. <laughs> There's smoke, smoke good, <laughs> drink good. Alone bad. <laughs> Alone bad. We belong dead. Um, <laughs> kind of party. Their hit song, We Belong Dead. <laughs> so the monster runs to the graveyard and serendipitously meets up with Dr. Pretorius, yep. who just got done digging out a 19-year-old girl from her grave, and he's... I don't know what his deal is. He's losing it. He's just, he's drinking in front of her. Did you guys notice that her bones are sitting there and he's like drinking and like drinking to her bones? No. Yeah. He just got like, he just dug her out. Yeah. Like he's just very nonchalant. Just, I don't care. Yeah. The bones are all sitting right there and he's just like, yeah. I don't know if he was smoking at this point. So the idea is that he took these bones and he basically grew a body for the bones? From, yeah. From from the the bones. From the bones, basically. Well, no, no. Dr. Frankenstein, what I'm getting. Okay. Is that Dr. Frankenstein makes the whole body right. from pieces. Gotcha, Including gotcha. Uh, okay. a heart yeah. that gets stolen from a, a girl later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. They needed a fresh heart, basically. But the brain is grown by Pretorius. Okay, gotcha. 
which it turns out just be a whatever brain. I don't understand. Like, yeah, like the one part you you have a like a handle on. That's and, like a you know, that's just a choose your own adventure at that point with the with that brain. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's you have like, no idea what you're gonna get. You grew it. Like, yeah. what's it gonna be? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. They're really rolling the dice on this one. <laughs> I wonder if that says anything about the way she reacts to Frankenstein at the end of the movie. Because I mean, it probably is. Yeah, but it doesn't say it too obviously. Yeah, I tell you that I hate the ending of this movie, and I'll tell you why when we get to it. Okay. But, oh, you did skip something right, that's really, I feel like it's very, what? this might be the oldest movie I've ever like semi-teared up at, is when he finds the, the dead body in the, the coffin, he's like, friend? And oh, like, yeah. And I'm like, that, that is an insanely sad uh, scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's right before he meets He meets with Doctor, right? yeah. Yeah. It's a really emotional scene. There's some really, actually, I don't know if I like this better than the first one. Oh, I like I like I like this one better than the first really? one. Yeah, I don't the first, know. One, the first I, one's actually kind of a slow burn. Really, I feel yeah. like the first one went faster, but maybe I don't know. They kind of blend in together because I watched like back to back. Yeah. But, How do you guys feel about the monster talking? I was gonna ask that earlier. It I, comes out of nowhere, and I feel like they should have built up a little bit. Where like, oh man, like maybe like he tries to say something throughout like, the movie. Ah, ah, yeah, like yeah, ah! <laughs> like uh. <laughs> Remember like Pee Wee? Yeah. <laughs> you said the magic word. Ah! <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember when Phil Hartman used to do Frankenstein? Yeah. I, 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 I know yeah. Again, Frankenstein Lawyer. Yeah. Frankenstein exactly oh, what it was. Or no, yeah. no, is it Caveman Lawyer? Caveman Lawyer, I think, is the. Did he do Frankenstein? He did. He at did some Frankenstein point. and Caveman, but I can't interchange Yeah, which the ones. Caveman Lawyer was. Caveman yeah, Lawyer right. is a thing, but Frankenstein. He what? did Frankenstein for something. I think they were singing a song. And I feel like I remember Phil it's Hartman. For week, it's for a weekend update. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Was All it right. We Are the World? And Thanksgiving greetings from Oh, it might Arzan. be We Are the World that well, he did Frankenstein or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We talked about but, that with Chris Catan the other day about it's like Mango, uh, Mr. Oh, Peepers, yeah, Mango. and... I think those were like his two big ones. Well, I mean, yeah. like Night at the Rocks or yeah, Roxbury. We, but, Roxbury, yeah. But like, it was like Mango and Mr. Peepers. We couldn't like figure out which one was who which. Who was who? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You can't have the mango. That's yeah. Mango, and yeah. then we had to like quote it to get that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like the speaking. I just feel like it would have been cool. I don't know. It kind of comes out of nowhere. That's the yeah. only thing I don't like about it. If you would have built up to it, it would have been cool. It's still great. I'm not like knocking it whatsoever. No, yeah. I got you. Um, so Pretorius agrees with the Frankenstein monster to make him a woman. And then in the next scene, Pretorius meets with the doc to basically persuade him again about making a woman. But this time he's got the monster. Yep. Shows off the monster and he's like, Hey, look, I brought a friend. He comes to the door and, uh, the doc's like, dude, I'm still not doing it, man. And he's like, all right. And he tells Pretorius tells Frankenstein's monster to go and basically take Elizabeth. And so hold basically her as holding ransom hostage, basically hostage until uh, he makes uh, a mate for him. So, and then this, okay, I'm like, this whole last I'm just going to sum this up in one. This like, whole last sequence is basically like the last what 10, 12 minutes or so is literally where you get to meet the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, but which this is, is all like basically them just working together to make the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Stein's in Yeah, I call him Stein. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he wants this bride. And yeah, it actually is like last minute, it's like boom, boom, boom. Here, I was like and genuinely surprised because with it being the title of the dude, movie, don't ever complain about Jason Takes Manhattan ever oh, again. Oh, I know, right? And that's all I kept thinking about is we used to complain, like, yeah, the last like 25 minutes are only in Manhattan. The bride only shows up for six minutes in this movie. Oh, yeah, the bride, the bride shows up at an hour and nine minutes. Okay, the movie is an hour and she's only in it for like three minutes. I was like surprised, like, when are they gonna meet this bride? Right? So, I I take back everything I said about Manhattan. Can I say this though? It's like one of the 
I love it in movies where they build up a character, they talk about him forever. Okay. And then finally they like they pop up. And I feel like this is like the ultimate build up for a character because it's yeah. the title of the movie and they don't show up until the very, very end. And then end. they're like in and out basically. Like it's just like a few seconds and it's like, oh, okay. What but she has mean? such an impact that it's like it's cool, but she has I such feel a visual like, impact yeah. that like it's it lasts with you. I was like, yeah, it's an image that I've always known about and I'm just now seeing this movie. Yeah. It's like that is it's iconic yeah. for being there for three like the you know, three image minutes. of the bride like shrieking, you know. I always know the image, but it's just like kind of crazy because you know, yeah. And I will give them because yeah, they create the bride, she shows up, and I think it's so cool that they gave her a look that wasn't similar to uh, Steins, yeah, like yeah. it's like Ben Stein, Ben Stein, you know. Oh, you must be my bride. <laughs> Who wants my millionaire? <laughs> I, mean, I love how your Ben Stein is Napoleon Dynamite, but go ahead. <laughs> Alone, bad Tina. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cool because she does look completely different than Frankenstein. Like she has, they could have made it look exactly the same, yeah. but a woman. But it's cool. It's a good looking. I, yeah. I, I always think of. Um, Young Frankenstein, no one I see. Oh, her. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Young Madeline Kahn. Was it Madeline Kahn who played uh, Bride? Yeah, I think I so. Think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen it. But yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the show. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Great. No, um, no I, I think it is. It's just, it's a really cool look and it, it's, it's, it lasts. And it, it, I wonder how much footage, though, of hers was cut. Oh, you think they from cut From that some? original two hour running time. If I would imagine was, a decent amount. Yeah. But also, like, what would you guys have wanted? Let me ask you this: then. what would you have wanted to see if she was in this more? I don't know. Maybe they like maybe they like her like kind of passively aggressing, aggressively like telling Frankenstein what to do. Like, hey, they, we've got to do this before we can. do... And he's like, yeah. Ugh. Like, uh, I need job. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's all she does is scream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's always like the catch the catchphrase. Oh, she's doing her catchphrase thing again. <laughs> Like just getting on him about everything. I honestly don't even know because clothes, it is cool. Your clothes build up. are unkempt. <laughs> it un- is up, un- upkempt. Up un- unkempt. Un- unhempt. Un- um. So no, I think it is a cool build up because you're like, oh man, he's finally gonna get someone, and she sees him and she screams. The reaction. She, can't, is she like, can't deal with yeah. him. Yeah, and it is a pretty cool build up to this one scene. So well, it seems like she's like more into uh, Colin Cl- or sorry, Colin the, Farrell. Colin yeah. Farrell. She's more into the doc than she is into. Uh, you think so? Frankenstein's monster. Was she? Yeah, I think so. She's close, or she like hangs out with. So like, it's like the first thing that she sees is this person, then immediately falls in love. Yeah, Interesting. it's it's cool too because like the whole like the, the seriously like the theme of this movie. The first one might be um, judging a book by its character, or like um, yeah. I don't know what the first theme is. Jumping to conclusions. Yeah, yeah. If I had a board game. Yeah, exactly. Um, From Office Space. <laughs> <laughs> but the second one is definitely about feeling alone and yeah. alienated. And so that's as the whole movie builds up to like alienation. Hey, I want a friend. I want to be like you. Cut to the end. I got a friend. No. Yeah. And yeah. it ends on such a downer too. I feel like the themes are stronger in the in the second one for sure. I will agree I with so you now. Yeah. I feel like the first one is kind of just like a monster rampage. Movie. It's just like, a straight up like it's just a straight up like playing God. Yeah. God, you know, your plan misfires, then it's like trying to kill your creation. Yeah. Maybe, it's maybe kind I do of, like the second one better. The more we like discuss it, it's a simpler movie. I feel. Yeah. Like. With the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're at the end of the movie at this point. Uh, she she's born. Uh, oh, I want to bring up this really random scene where Carl is on top of the tower. He's trying, trying to, to fly, this, up, fly those kites. Yeah, trying to fly his kites, and for some reason Frankenstein comes up there and just like starts messing with him and throws him off the tower <laughs> for like no reason. Dude, it is I really love, random. 
I can't stress how much I love the dummy work in this. In this Dude, there's no buildup for it though. He's just like you. Like, you're dead. Yeah, like what are you doing, man? I'm trying to like I'm trying to make you a mate. Hey, Carl, you're, like, you're dead. <laughs> you're not doing it fast enough. <laughs> um, we do have a cool scene where the doc uses technology. It's like basically a phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, earlier like, in the movie. Use this electrical yeah. machine. Yeah, this electrical machine. Talking <laughs> You'll be to able it. to talk to her through. <laughs> uh, and I think, but that's it, though. It's like the movie is like the end of this movie, the last 15 minutes is. I say literally is. Them making her. The, the bride. Yeah, the bride shrieking because she doesn't like. Frankenstein, aka the monster. And he reacts with the, she hate me. Yeah. And you're like, oh man. I, I feel like Frankenstein talks like a three year old. Cause like, I mean, that's kind of full. I mean, it is. Yeah. That's his like brain capacity, yeah. I guess. But keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the last like 15 minutes is them making her and, and uh, falling to pieces immediately. Yeah. She rejects Frankenstein. Frankenstein pulls, of course, like the, the movie self destruction button. Yeah. You know, and uh, the whole place blows up and that's the end of the movie. I love the scene where uh, when when shit's about to hit the fan and he looks at Frankenstein. We belong dead. Yeah, yeah. I love the, yeah. uh, he looks at uh, Harry, or Harry. Harry. <laughs> Harry. Harry. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Your hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at uh, Henry Frankenstein and Elizabeth and he says, you, you live. And then looks at Pretorius and the bride. You, you die or whatever. We, we, yeah, he says, oh, like, we you belong, belong dead or we belong we dead. We belong dead. It's a really cool. I, yeah. So I brought this up to you guys when we were just watching the end of it. Uh, when the place is about to blow up, you oh, can yeah. obviously, like, he it, tells Dr. Frankenstein to leave. The monster yeah. tells Frankenstein to leave. And it cuts to like a wide shot. It cuts to a wide shot and you can see Frankenstein is still there in the corner. Yeah. So originally the way this movie ended was Elizabeth leaves and the monster makes Frankenstein stay and kills them all. Oh, wow. So that's why, and because like the explosion was, uh, they're not going to redo an explosion. Yeah. They left the wide shot in there with I Dr. Say, Frankenstein still in the shot. I say with that budget, you only have one take with that explosion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's why, because I was wondering when watching this, why he was still there. And I read it up on trivia. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to throw a couple of trivia things at you. I want to talk about makeup. Okay. To end this, kind of end this off. So Jack Pierce did the makeup. Uh, Karloff is five feet, 11 inches tall, man, his makeup. So he wore uh 13 pound shoes and which made him taller. That's, That's why he looks so insanity. massive. Sanity. I would say looking at pictures of him, he probably weighs like 140 pounds. You think so? Yeah. But in that the, tall? but in the movie, like I'd say 140, 150, he's a skinny guy. Okay. But I would say in this movie, this guy could, he's built like a linebacker. Dude, he's dude. huge in this. So for for only being like I mean that's your height right Chris you're five eleven yeah yeah so I mean that's not tall no I know but that's what he was before he went into makeup oh so then with the shoes yeah with and, the shoes and yeah. everything he's like whatever uh, maybe seven something or no six something or seven yeah, yeah. and I, I you know I bet with the weight of those shoes it helped him give uh, that presence of kind of like fall walking oh yeah or like, the, or like stumbling i guess what is that what yeah. frankenstein does yeah because stumbling 13 pound shoes so he's like the heavy weight is just kind of like yeah that. so it's not like yeah. a normal stride yeah. you're, you're not john travolta from saturday night fever you're, <laughs> yeah just dances in the BGs. yeah you're, you're john travolta from look who's talking too yeah you know oh, okay you yeah. guys get it yeah. yeah his makeup took five hours long wow uh, elsa lanchester who was bride of frankenstein her height was five four Okay. Uh, she had to wear stilts, what made her, which Man. made her seven She's feet, short, seven feet tall. Seven then, feet, really? Yeah, seven feet tall in the movie. 
I would, oh, I would have where, guessed that. The point where she could not walk around by herself. So I say she scenes Pretori- she's not walking. Pretorius is definitely escorting her to the bed or whatever. Yeah, you know? she had to be escorted on and off the sets, basically. That's she why knows. she was in this movie for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, her makeup took three hours long, which isn't too wow. bad. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's practical makeup or like makeup makeup effects at that time are really cool to see. Like Yeah, what uh, they're able to do with the tech... The, stuff they had yeah like i watched um evan costello meet the mummy this weekend and the mummy looks really bad in that movie that also karloff no it's just a rant it's it's just you know it has really nothing to do with the universal monster yeah although it is universal Mm -hmm. uh the mummy looks terrible in it but jack pierce who also did the the mummy on karloff in the mummy in 32 um i watched that like right after and i'm like wow this makeup is like really i need to watch the mummy is the mummy any good yeah, the mummy's pretty good. My okay. favorite's the Wolfman. Okay. I think if I had to recommend my like top three like classic. Universal monster movies to watch, I'd be like Wolfman's number one, Bride of Frankenstein's number two, and then like number three would probably be um, Creature from Michael Lagoon. Yeah, I'd probably say Creature. Yeah, cool. So All since right. we've seen yeah. uh, Bride, what would you replace as the number three now? Like, what would you? substitute or you know whatever oh like to add one more oh, to that list dude Ab- honestly the one i recommend most is always abna costello meet frankenstein i love that movie it is my favorite halloween movie to watch it's legitimately funny yeah and it's cool to see uh, all of them together yeah the only one who's not in it is karloff karloff's the only one that's not in it because bella goes he's re- replacing or reprising his role as dracula yeah it's the only time he reprises his role as dracula okay ever nice uh, because that movie he, is solid. he did him on stage, he did him in uh, the Dracula movie, and then he does him. This is the only time, only three times he's ever played Dracula. Yeah, he's played vampires that look like Dracula, but but not the, the Dracula character. Um, Lon Chaney Jr.'s back as a Wolfman. Okay, I think Glenn Strange plays the Frankenstein monster in it. I mean, it's Glenn Strange. Okay, so uh, that's so weird to think. A, of, I didn't mean to cut you. Which going. is a bummer because then they end up the Boris Karloff works with. Evan and Costello on Meet the Murder. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, that's what and I mentioned like, earlier. What the hell, man? Like, you couldn't agree to be in this one movie. Like, this could have been it's, huge, it's, all three of you guys. And it's weird. I'm tr- so I'm, I was while you were talking, I was listening, but I was trying to think of like what it would be like in modern times. Yeah. And essentially, Evan Costello, they get all these big actors back to play their roles. Seth Rogen, James Franco. Nope. Close. Okay. Oh, that's kind of cool though. But it would be like essentially if they got like Chris Farley and David Spade. Yeah. And then like Robert England and like Jason came oh, back. Okay. And you know yeah, what I mean? See, yeah. And you're kind of like, wow, that'd be a lot of fun, dude. That would that, that would actually been, be like, kind of awesome. That's an awesome movie, right? But yeah. it sounds so weird. Like that doesn't make any sense. So it'd be Jason, Freddie. It probably wouldn't be Michael Myers. He just doesn't fit. I know he's like the, they're like the top three slasher killers, but Michael does not fit next to Freddie and Jason. I feel like. I think it does. I feel like, especially with Jason. You just show but up I, in scenes and like disappear. I, that's like, why I feel like, I feel like Freddie and Jason are just like. More active with the. Yeah. The and kills. there's more slot going on. Yeah. And I just feel like with Michael Myers, he's, it's a very like serious psychological breakdown of a killer. Yeah. What's that's going to be hard with these days is because I feel like you got your like your Leatherface, Jason and Michael are all very similar. Like, hey, we don't talk, and we just kill you with weapons. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like with at least, like, the Wolfman, like, oh, the Wolfman is this hat. You know, they all have these, like, really cool origin stories. These are just silent killers. That's kind of like how uh, Adam and Costello meet Frankenstein works, is that they literally, they, like, open door, and the killer's just, or, like, the Wolfman's just standing there, or the mummy, right? Yeah. It's just literally not really a lot of interactions other than just being chased or... Like, well, yeah, and it's like the plot is that Lon Chaney is after... 
Dracula. Okay. And Dracula wants to use the Frankenstein monster for his own. For it's like Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Yeah. Once again, I've seen that movie like a yeah. million times over. That one I've seen like a lot. I've seen it a bunch, but and I I still can't figure out why exactly what Dracula is going to use Frankenstein for. I know it's like some evil yeah, evil plan, probably, but yeah. it's like okay. I will um, take your recommendation. I've never seen an Abbott and Sell. Oh, movie. Dude, it's they're great. Really, yeah, they're really fun. fun. It's yeah. like the best Halloween movie to watch. You used to have them on VHS. I remember back in the day you had those. Yeah, dude, I ate that shit up. He literally I ate, ate it, the dude. VHS. Why? Yeah, DVDs came out and I ate it. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That's a great. What would you guys? Uh, what would you guys uh, rate this on a alphabetical scale? An A. A. Yeah. I give it a. I give it a. I'll give it a B. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it. It would have had an A plus if there would have been more bride in it yeah i think that's kind of where it's where weird it because i'm on and off about like oh man it's not to the last five minutes but i'm like well the build-up's really cool it's yeah. like man cool we got a friend and you're like oh man it completely backfired like so i like it and i hate it at the same time sure. but yeah it's a solid movie it's yeah. a I, i've only seen out of all the universal movies i think i've only seen the first two frankensteins i don't think i've seen anything beyond that to be honest with i think you. that's about where i'm at too really yeah yep. so i would definitely be down for watching another one is have you ever seen son of frankenstein yes yeah, son is of it, frankenstein honestly is a really cool one cool. there's a lot of uh it's longer i think okay. it's almost like i think it's an hour and a half okay it's an actual feature like running feature length running time but um a lot of the young Frankenstein jokes come from Son of Frankenstein. I would say there was a decent amount in, uh, I feel like, the second movie. Yeah, and, and Bride. In Bride, there was a decent amount. Yeah, of that, like, yeah. wait till you watch Son of Frankenstein. Like, everything in there is... This is where great. they do, like, the song and dance? Oh, dude. And there's Put times the where, where I can't remember what's young Frankenstein and what's Son of Frankenstein. That's oh, awesome. Cool. Okay. I like, we're talking about my memory issues a lot on this tonight, where I'm like... Yeah, memory. It's super faded. <laughs> it's Clearly. my LMFAO party life outside of the podcast. <laughs> so maybe one day we should do Wolfman. That's your favorite? That is my absolute favorite, yes. Okay. I think Wolfman's the most entertaining of all of them. Uh, and I think it has uh, the most heart out of all of them. Okay. Um yeah, I just I I just like it. The I, I I can I I'll we'll talk about it whenever we do the the show. Is that but. your favorite wolf movie? Yeah. Like just about a werewolf in general? Uh yeah, because it's in my top ten movies of all time. But I would say like a close, close seconds. American War from London. Okay, dude, I love American War from London. I watched London last year, um, and I remember liking it. Really, and man, I fell in love with it all over again. It is such a solid that gets movie. Uh, right to the point. Yeah, like, yeah. All, everything happens in like the first what fifteen minutes. And yeah, when they're on gets, the Eiffel Tower. And yeah, and they're skydiving they, to save the girl. Yeah, it's just it just starts off right away. It's just a solid. <laughs> Matt's got, movie. Matt's like, got this look. He's like, "What is going on?" Dude, Matt did. Matt's yeah. like, "Wait, that's the second Wait one." I know when he's looking back and forth, he has no idea what's going. <laughs> on. There's, dude, there's parts in the second one I do like. Oh yeah, there's some good. It's a it's yeah. a fun movie. It's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah. Like I, the werewolf genre is one of the genres I really love. I would love to do a whole month dedicated to werewolf movies. Yeah. Um, I, dude, think I, the howling, watch, I think the howling is overrated. I did too. I, did I too. think Jack Nicholson's Wolf is overrated. I've never. I've oh seen really? It it's a boring dude. Movie. I really, it's really a like boring. Wolf. Movie. I, I really just know like James Spader has those shears and he's like jumping, like snip, 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 snip. Yeah. That's the sound. Yep. Yeah. Snip, snip, snip. And that was supposed to be groundbreaking because the sound at the time in '94 yeah. when they had the snips and they're like snip, 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 yeah. snip. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, great audio clip yeah. you just pulled. There. I think the howling is cool though. I mean, I do like it. I, I think that howling is totally overrated. It's boring. Yeah. It is. I do not the only like it. cool scene in the howling is when the girl is at the file cabinet, 
the filing cabinet that, that oh, she yeah. goes to like reach into something and the werewolf has like the, the oh it's a really cool looking shot but other than yeah. on the ending's cool i do like the oh ending, ending is like yeah but other than good. that man what a slow burner yeah dude that's mm. like the first time we've ever agreed on this podcast <laughs> really wow. 200 episodes in and we finally well, we didn't agree about our grading for this movie so yeah i know so what that's the first time we've agreed on something cool so groundbreaking cool. podcast do material you, do you want to watch the howling after this <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's Bride of Frankenstein. Good pick. Uh, it was nice to revisit it, and it was nice yeah. to do something different. But we're going to go back to, I think it's a favorite of all three of ours. Um, next episode is a group pick, and we are doing Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the Dream Warrior. I'm a wizard. And in my dreams. Yeah, so you got it. Um, we've all seen this numerous amount of times, so I'm sure we're just going to make jokes on it and talk about how much we love it. Yep. Um, if you have any uh, requests or anything, uh, please shoot us a line on Facebook or our email address is cinemacultpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'll, we will almost do anything you request. It almost. Depends. But uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying October Scarefest. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>